welcome to JudgeCast. This is episode 200, the big 200. That's episode 1400 in dog podcasts. Um, my name is... <laughs> in, in, <laughs> my name is Brian Perlman. I'm one of your hosts this evening. I am joined by my two fabulous co-hosts, Jess Dunks. Greetings. And Brogan King. Jess stole my intro, so I'm just I tried to I tried to stay quiet while you were saying dog podcast, but I couldn't do it. I actually I did it on purpose too. Like I thought you I did. I was like, you you say the same thing every time. And I'm like, I gotta make sure I get it right. So a few minutes ago while we were talking, I actually went and listened to the like first minute of one of our episodes to make sure I got it right. To have uh, the correct greetings inflection. Yeah. Well, not just the inflection, just like, I was like, is it just that word or is there something else she says? Like, it's the same thing every time. Uh. <laughs> well, I'm here, but I, but I didn't, I didn't greet everyone. So good luck. I, I, I wish I'd thought of the dog thing. So I could have done some sort of dog pun on y'all's names, but it just kind of struck me as it's like, wow, that's it's 1400 dog podcasts. Um, Jess Dogs and uh, I don't know what my name is. Um, I mean, Bro Dogs is pretty good. Oh, I don't like that. That just sounds bro. like a college. Oh yeah, that's hot dog true. Like, hey, hey, Bro Dog, what's up? Like, I could see that. Yeah, let's. Yeah, not well, no, Brogan. I was thinking of a hot dog restaurant oh. on a on a college campus, but <laughs> Brogan Kinger Spaniel. That there we actually go. sounds like yeah, an right. amazing name for a hot dog restaurant on a college campus. Yes. Although restaurant <laughs> is a really, really fancy word for what I'm thinking of. Are you thinking of just like a, a shack, like with wheels and like hot dogs? Yeah, in like, like a vendor, dog water, a vendor that barely looks legitimate enough that nobody asks if they're affiliated with the college. <laughs> but like, they also, but, but do they also have like a twelve dollar hot dog? Because that's where I'm at. A twelve dollar right hot dog. Like a really expensive hot dog. I don't know yeah. if I've ever eaten okay. a twelve dollar hot dog. I've scoffed at several and not eaten them. I was I was gonna say you've been in a whole lot of convention centers to have not eaten yeah, a twelve dollar hot usually dog. Usually they're between like six and dogs. nine dollars for hot dogs in convention That's centers. Fair. It's usually sporting events That's, that go up to twelve. That's real. I've I, I've eaten a lot of hockey nachos at GPs before. Yeah, like I've That's a like the level of disappointment just increases with the price point too. Like yeah. Like if you're like, oh, I'm gonna get a four dollar pretzel, you know it's gonna suck. But like when you buy a nine dollar barbecue sandwich, you're hoping. You're just hoping it doesn't <laughs> suck. <laughs> you have the dream. So it might not be so awful. If you're hoping for actual actual le- legitimate content other than no, it, it's gonna what's be happening lit. right now. <laughs> Is it gonna be lit? I don't know. I don't know. Uh, How lit, lit will it be? I don't know. But if you're hoping for something that's not this, I'm sorry. Because that's what we're doing today. Right. This is this this episode is this could have been uh, a, like a big giant production. This is our 200th episode. That's approximately eight years of podcasting. It's one of those numbers that ends in lots of zeros. So it's it's, you know, big and important. And really what we're going to do is we're going to use this opportunity to just kind of talk about vaguely related magic things. Well, it's, you know, and, actually, uh, I think it's time we announced an important change that we're going to be making to the podcast. And that is we're giving it. Oh, yes. we're giving it the Kaijudo treatment. So from now on, th- this episode shall henceforth be referred as episode 200,000. Oh, all yeah. right. We're just we're just increasing by three orders. Exactly. Of so the no next problem. episode is going to be 201,000. Yeah, that's that seems fine. Yeah. Our power level has increased significantly. It's well over 9000. Is uh, is Kaijudo <laughs> the, the, the game with those crazy set names? Uh, Kaijudo, everything was crazy. So, so if you're listening to this and you are like, what is Kaijudo? What are you talking about? It was a Wizards of the Coast game that was aimed at a younger demographic. It had the same colors as, as magic, basically. And it was, uh, it was just, uh, dual masters reskinned as a different game and, and, uh, with new characters. And, uh, I enjoyed it. It was a lot of fun, but it didn't really have legs. It didn't take off. And it had some just absolutely nutty names. <laughs> And, I had no idea that that's what Kaijudo was. Yeah, that's what Kaijudo was, and uh, it was it was a Wizards of the Coast game. Wizards like Magic R and D had some some uh, some. Well, I guess it wasn't actually Magic R and D, but like some of the same people worked on it. It was a lot of the same teams, yeah. sort of involved. So, so I've been told, and and uh, but yeah, they had crazy names. Like the 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 first set of Kaijudo had a, a creature called Super Bazooka Volcanodon, and it was like a cyborg dinosaur thing. Uh, 
and oh had like Gatling, oh, the Gatling the set names the set names for Duel Masters were amazing. They were like uh, uh, Evo Crushinators of Doom, yes, yes, Blasto exactly. Explosions of Gigantic uh, Range, Rage. Uh, no way, Stompatrons of Invincible Wrath. The game had different levels of foiling, and it cor- uh, correlated directly to how rare a card was. Isn't that thing Pokemon also kind of does? I don't actually know. I don't. Oh. I don't play. Uh, I don't play the Pokemon card game. I only play way okay. too much Pokemon Go. Understandable. Yeah. So, so I have I have a judge story about a a magic judge story about Duel Masters. Uh, oh boy! <laughs> yes, this is this is great. So there is going a, back. There, uh, so so this is several years ago um, uh, when when Wizards was pushing Duel Masters, they were actually telling tournament organizers to just find magic judges to run their Duel Masters events because, quote, the rules are basically the same. Great. Um, right. Perfect. So so uh, what happened was, is there was this T.O. who had a reputation for being less than reputable. Uh, who owed another <laughs> had a, a reputation, reputation for not for having a reputation, reputation. <laughs> right. right? Who had a who had a reputation for? Well, I was trying to be polite and and not be very specific, <laughs> but he sure. he owed a judge comp from a previous event. Okay, um, you, I, I don't like I don't that. Like it. This is right. start right. Well, he and so, but this this to was having a duel masters a duel masters thing. Oh, oh, wait, I'm jumping. No. I'm jumping ahead of myself. Did not owe him comp yet. Uh, was having a dual masters uh, and contacted this judge and said, uh, "Hey, can you come out and and judge our dual masters event?" The judge was like, uh, "I don't really know dual masters. I'm not really interested in it." Uh, so no. So this geo was like, "Okay, well, I've got four people out here who are interested in testing for level one. Can you come out and test them?" And he was like, oh, yeah, sure, I can do that. What time should I be oh, there? And he's like, oh, this is a trap. it's 2 o'clock on Saturday, which just so happened to be mm. the start time of his Duel Masters tournament. <laughs> so the, Fancy that. Yeah, so fancy that. So the judge, all all excited to go test him some some new L1s and get him some some new blood out of the store that was out there. What's that? They didn't show, did they? Oh, hold on. It gets better. So he oh, shows no. up. he shows up at 2.10. Um, there is a room full of players. The, the turn, the tournament organizer is nowhere to be found, but the players are all super excited to see him because, uh, he'd been announced as the head judge of the event and they were just waiting on him to get the event to happen. Oh no. So this, this judge was suddenly in this situation where there was a room of players who were expecting him to head judge an event that he had not agreed to head judge, but it was very clear that it wasn't going to happen. And the tournament organizer had disappeared uh, about two minutes prior uh, to, to when the judge arrived. Uh, so, so, so this person was just still nowhere to be found. Yes, correct. And the Great. four, and the four players, uh, I, I'm get, oh, getting ahead of myself again. The four people who were told, that they would be level, you know, they were interested in becoming level one judges were enrolled in this event and had no idea that or, or they had expressed zero interest in learning how to become level one judges. They had been voluntold that 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 they were no. taking this judge. Th- oh, they just no, had they no hadn't idea. been even told. They were just completely. Uh, so the the judge judged the event. Oh, boy. Because he because the players were like, so having him tell the story, they were just so doe-eyed innocent. He couldn't just turn around and walk out on them. <laughs> couldn't just say no. He, right. Oh, goodness gracious. Yes. So, and, and then the T.O. And then the T.O. didn't pay him for the event. Wow. Do you know if he ever successfully got that compensation? Uh, he did. Uh, there was, there was a, a PPTQ uh, like a year or two later where he was like, yeah, I'll come. I get that if I get that comp and you're going to have that up front or I'm going to walk out the second I walk in. Yeah, absolutely. Goodness. Yes. Ha. <laughs> so there, I, uh, there's my there's my yeah, this is this is going to be this is these are the types of stories that we'll tell on this episode. <laughs> oh, man, that that's such a terrible story. It's 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 terrible that it had to happen to the like here we are like two, three years later 
I'm laughing about it. But at the time, he w- he was just like, what do, what do I do? Or what could I done? Because I found out about it like an hour or two after. After the fact. Right after the fact. I was like, dude, you should have just walked out. What is right? That is insane. You need to report that or something. Jess, did you you the way you said that is a terrible story really made me believe like you were about to be like, but boy, do I have no, no, I got nothing. A terrible I story. I wasn't going to be like, uh, I wasn't going to do that thing where you're like, well, that's not bad. What about this? Like, no, that's not where I was going with that. <laughs> that it definitely it definitely sounded like you were about to lead into some other monstrous thing no no and uh, and well i am well i am glad you don't have an additionally (laughs) monstrous thing i was ready for one (laughs) um uh related to to pptqs i uh i actually that was around like i i've been judging significantly less long than 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 either of you um but i uh when i when PPTQs first started, that was right around when I was getting very comfortable with like competitive REL and was, was had been L2 for a little bit. Um, so I actually had judged the first PPTQ in, uh, in Boston that, that we had, and it was 130 some players. So from my perspective, when PPTQs like happened, I was like, I don't see what everyone's problem is. This isn't any different. And uh, then the next one after that was 40. Um, oh, no. Yeah. I was I was really surprised, like, to, to when everyone was like, I don't I don't because I didn't have the the sort of context of the scope or scale of what of what the the OG PTQs were like. Like I, I, had, I had judged a couple of them, but I hadn't I didn't have so much context. So I didn't I didn't understand why pe- what, what people were on about like people weren't going to show up uh i was i was wrong my bad yeah there aren't very many places where where that kind of where turnouts maintained in pptqs it's right. unfortunate um you know there are places where they run good ones and big ones and and those are not mutually exclusive things like you can you can have both good and big although it's more difficult um right. but uh <laughs> You know, that's it's oh I've run some I've run some smaller PPTQs, I've run some PTQs that were smaller and larger, and uh I've played in some too. I've had some I had one awkward situation uh where I was playing in a PTQ. I think it was the last PTQ season. I don't know if it was the actual last PTQ, but it was close. Um but it was the, the tail end of, of PTQs. Yeah, and uh, it was sealed mm-hmm. and um I'm playing and I'm playing against an opponent, and this guy next to me, who is also playing, uh, looks over, and, and I play a rare, and my opponent is like, okay, whatever, plays removal and deals with it. And I play the same rare again, and uh, not the same card, but like a second copy of that card. And he's like, oh, man, you got two of those? And the person next to me sees that, looks over, and goes, oh, is that the pool I opened? It also had this and this and this and oh, this. And- oh, no. <laughs> Uh, and I had to, uh, I had to call a judge and, uh, I mean, I guess I didn't have to, but I didn't really know how to react to that you, situation. Uh, but you did. And uh, I called the judge and, and that player, uh, immediately realized that, that they had just given away a bunch of information when what they were trying to do was discover if I had the pool they opened because they thought it was a good one. Uh, and it turns out I did. And therefore they just gave away a bunch of information. Uh, so that player had oh, an unfortunate, goodness. an unfortunate penalty for outside assistance in that PTQ. Uh, and my opponent knew what I was going to play next. Uh, because you had all of those uh, other things. Right. Cause I definitely had all of those other things that this person mentioned. <laughs> Cause it was a good pool. Right? Right, it was a good pool, but, uh, but yeah, I don't know how much that actually impacted my game and I'm not trying to say it, it, it impacted my tournament there. Uh, I, uh, it's not one of those stories where it's like, I'd be on the pro tour, but for this one guy, no, that's not what I'm saying. Except for um, you and your, your meddling outside assistance. Right. Well, so I did have uh, I did have a PTQ where I drew myself out of top eight. That sucked. What did you like? You just did you math drew and then badly? breakers didn't make it. Uh, no. Well, so I I had a great sealed pool. This is like Innistrad sealed in like 2011. I had a great sealed pool. I met up with another friend of mine who's also a judge uh, in uh, round three of the event who also had a good sealed pool. 
It was like three around three or four. And it was like a nine round event. Uh, and we decided that rather than one of us knock the other one out entirely, uh, it was in our best interest to draw that round and go get lunch. Uh-huh. And okay. uh, and we did that. And honestly, I'm not sure I would have won more of my rounds if I had not eaten because I don't <laughs> think well if I don't eat. Oh, uh, yeah. The, the hanger is real. The hanger is so real. And then... Uh, and then, so I ended up going, uh, I think, X11 and getting ninth or 10th on breakers. And uh, the person that I drew with ended up winning the PTQ. Uh, and then. All right, I can dig that. He, 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 he had an excellent showing in the draft and then a not so great showing at the Pro Tour, which is why I haven't referenced him by name. Uh, but if he's listening, I'm sure he'll appreciate that. Uh, awesome. Yeah, he, yeah, he, he did. He, he, uh, like he was drafting in the in the top eight draft and was trying to figure out like why his opponent made some weird play and so and he just like cocks his head and looks at him and names some obscure card that he probably shouldn't be playing in his deck and being like that having that card is the only reason that makes sense and his opponent got mad and called the judge because he's like he has to like know what's in my hand somehow wow really <laughs> that's so, so the 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 super next level led led the opponent to be like our savagery. Right. Yeah. Yeah. He must be cheating. Wow. Must be cheating. Wow. Uh, but uh, yeah, that's that's uh, those are those are in rapid succession two of my PTQ stories. I don't play nearly as many Magic events these days, though. Although I am going to play uh, this coming weekend at Grand Prix DC. So Ooh. if you're there uh, and you see me, come say hi. And let me know you listen to the podcast. I would appreciate that. I'm not going to be there, but I'll, I'm, I'm driving distance and I'll shout at you. You should definitely shout at me. Cool. I think that everybody, even if you don't go to the GP, should just shout at Jess uh, when you're listening to this. <laughs> like so whenever so you, you hear can the, feel it in spirit. Right. Whenever you hear this, uh, please just shout something at Jess. Uh, say like, hey, I really appreciate you doing the podcast <laughs> or, um, you know, <laughs> Uh, don't do, you know, why are you playing blue? You know, whatever. Just, uh, why wouldn't you? Why are, yeah. Why are you not playing blue? Blue, (laughs) Blue's pretty good in this, in this limited environment. Uh, I mean, related to blue. I feel, I feel feel ganged up on right now. No, we're, we're changing the topic. We're having a segue. Are you ready? So, you know where blue cards have been really good lately? Uh, the dumpster. (laughs) Brawl. Oh, uh, brawl is it yeah brawl so brawl is a format i haven't played any of it but apparently brawl which is you know distinct from the name of the format not to confuse anyone but dang that's confusing brawl was a uh, was too good too good for brawl the, the card brawl was was a card that was so good that they have now banned it from the format brawl is what you're saying right like <laughs> that's exactly the, what there I'm was saying. actually i think there was actually some ambiguity there <laughs> That um, is exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, it's it's oh. uh, it's crazy. They just released uh, Wizards of the Coast just released an announcement that they changed the ban list for the new format Brawl, which they are officially supporting. So you know what? We haven't talked about Brawl at all on the show. We haven't. Uh, we should probably just take the opportunity to go over how what what is it? Uh, okay. And so let me just sum it up. Uh, it is uh, actually pretty cool looking. Uh, there we did it oh, okay. we're done now uh <laughs> that's it it's cool it's pretty cool uh it's, there yep. it's like standard and commander had a really cool baby yeah it's it's standamander that sounds like a lizard <laughs> it does sound like a lizard <laughs> sounds like i used to go down so, by, by the crick and catch them when i was a kid the standard oh you said crick oh i did say crick that, that was too close to home <laughs> uh, I I am from Southern Virginia. Yes. Oh boy. <laughs> Down by the creek. Yeah. Catch at me, any rate, catch uh, me some scalamanders and some crawdaddies. Oh, so yeah. No. So so to jump back to brawl for a second, uh, because I don't want to know anything about your crawdaddies. Um, <laughs> uh, Good the, choice. The way. <laughs> The way that this works, uh, the way it's different from Commander, first of all, let's just say, first off, it's very similar to Commander. But the way that it's different from Commander uh, is that all of the cards must be standard legal and the format will rotate. Another way that it's different is it has to be a 60-card deck rather than a 100-card deck. 
And the last way that it's different, I think, oh, well, mostly, is that uh, your commander can be a planeswalker. Yeah. Uh, so is it is it 30 life instead of 40 or is it still 40? Uh, it is 30 life. Yes, that's okay. When I paused, I was thinking about life totals. It is 30 life in a multiplayer game. It is 20 life in a two player game. So if you want to versus brawl. Yeah, you want to versus one brawl, which sounds fine with me. Like, I don't see anything wrong. Yeah. One v one brawl, although some different cards might be uh, le- more or less A matchup powerful. may not be reasonable. Yeah. Uh, you know, and I've been I've been looking at quite a few quite a few decks to try to figure out. Like I'm looking at uh, a number of commanders. I just realized I was talking before the show about uh, Karn being a, a commander in Brawl and how if I play Karn, I get to play like I get to play Awakened Amalgam, which gets uh, its power toughness are equal to the number of differently named lands you control. So I get to play like every terrible land that only makes colorless mana uh, and just have like 15 differently named lands in my deck. Well, that was that was that didn't they they also update the rules where you can have you can pick one color now? Yes. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, if you play a colorless commander in uh, Brawl, you may pick one basic land type. And the reason they made this change is because uh, uh, there just weren't enough. Yeah, to support well, it. there aren't enough yeah. to support it. And wastes aren't a thing in, in Brawl. There, right. are, there aren't any wastes because in they're not standard. in standard right now. Yeah. So uh, you can play one basic land type. And those lands will make colorless mana for your for you. Um, okay, so when you say choose a color, it doesn't mean I'm playing a colorless commander, but I get to play blue cards. Right. No, no, that's not how right. that works. Okay. Sorry, uh, I, I I phrased that. Point. Yeah, you get to choose yeah. one basic land type. Uh, like you could say I I choose nobody wants to play forest. Blue. I I choose forest, and I just I play forests in my deck. They make colorless mana for me, but I play forests. I can't play forests and mountains. I can only play one of them, but I can play either of them. It's fine. Uh. And apparently that change is really hard to code into MG- MTGO, so won't be out until the next set comes out. Oh, wow. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know why, but they said that uh, that's the But it case. breaks something? Yeah. Huh. I guess. Huh. So that's, that seems weird. I just, I just had a weird question that I've always wanted to ask on the show, but there's never been an occasion to ask it. So now is the time. Okay. okay. Shoot. What is... If you are if you're at a GP or at or otherwise like at a magic event that that is like large ish in a city you don't know, what is going to be your default like go to food or like your standard convention center food choice? Because uh, everyone's got one. So I think everyone's got like a go to. OK, um, so we're, we're assuming for a moment that like convention center style food is all that's available. Right. Yeah. OK. Uh, because I, I just want to say up front that often I'll try to find something near the venue that is real. <laughs> anything oh, yeah. but anything I, but. I agree. I like will generally in, in go Houston, out of my way to to not. In Houston a couple of weeks ago, uh, I found this. Uh, well, I did. I say I found like it was a discovery. Some other people shared with me uh, this restaurant uh, called The Thai Place, T-I-E. And T I E T I E yes, but it is okay. a Thai place. T H A I. Um, it is is Thai cute. food. Yeah, it's really cute. Um, so it's either called the Thai place or Thai Thai. Um, and they had they had really good food, and it wasn't that expensive, and it was it was less than a block from the venue, so that was nice. But to answer your question, um, I will often go with uh, chili dogs if they exist. Uh, All if, right. If they All don't right. if they don't exist, some kind of hot dog or hamburger usually. Because I can pretty much know what I ex- expect to know what I'm going to get on that. Uh, and, like, it's never exciting, but it's about the same level of disappointing <laughs> everywhere. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's it's consistent-ish. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 With one exception, uh, there was a Grand Prix in Atlanta where uh, where the convention center food was actually a restaurant that had set up shop. It, it was a barbecue restaurant that had set up a... Like, I know exactly which one you're talking about. Yeah. Like a temporary stand. And man, that was the best convention center food I have ever had in my life. Uh, it was, yeah, absolutely. It, wasn't, it wasn't even that expensive. Uh, they did make the mistake of offering free refills. Uh, oh, boy. For, for sweet tea. Oh, uh, just sweet tea. How did that well, work? No, that's, for them? that's all they sold. You could get, you could get sweet tea or you, I think they had the canned soda or water or sweet tea. 
so so you snap off the sweet tea. So you snap time. off the sweet tea. You're like free refills. Yeah, sure. Because well, I don't think they realized people were going to be in the same like hall all day. It's the same room. Right, people weren't going to be coming and going. So right. That's that's an interesting thing. Like, uh, so Jared's been on the show in the past, and he's, uh, he's Jared Silva. Yeah, Jared Silva, and he's talked about some of the uh, complexities of negotiating with with venues and stuff like that. When he talks about the concessions, because a lot of these venues. Uh, they require have you to have contracts where you have to use their concessions and trying yep. to express to these people that, no, these people are going to come in. There's yes, it might only be 2000, 3000 people, uh, but they're going to be there all day. Right. Like yeah, a, but a, a much higher convention. percentage are going to buy food. Right. At a normal convention, two to three thousand people spread across a whole day. They come in, they spend an hour or two, they get hungry, they leave. So yeah. like people that eat at a at a convention at a normal convention of that size, right, of that size, don't really, you know, buy a, buy a lot of food. So you have to stress to these people, uh, no, 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 you're going to sell a lot of food. You need that to is be an aspect that I've never thought about. Right. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, there's been a there's been a few GPs where they've actually brought in additional food vendors. And those those are a lot nicer than the the typical like kind of plastic pizza and kind of dried out hamburgers and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, my 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 choice for food is uh, whatever they seem to be putting out right then. Mm. Uh, so so it. It, no, no huge, no one like go to. You just see what they're actively like <laughs> making at that moment. Yeah. It, what is what is the least rotten? <laughs> <laughs> I, I hate I hate to Fair. phrase it that way, but it's it is basically w- what is not been sitting out for a while. And and realistically, it's not that huge of a thing because with magic players, it's just this constant grind of getting food, so they're constantly putting new things out. But uh, there's always the possibility like this place for whatever reason it words got around that they have awful hamburgers. So you want to get a hot dog, you know, or that they true. have, they have good barbecue. So they're, they're cycling through that a lot faster. So, okay. Uh, I remember there was, um, um, I'm trying to remember what convention hall it was now, but one of the GPs I went to recently, I was at the convention, the concession stand as they were opening up. And one of the people was explaining to the other people, uh, what, was about to happen and that sounds scary she was just like she was just like y'all weren't here for this show last year oh that's (laughs) hilarious but (laughs) but it's it's gonna be a hard day (laughs) oh that's funny and uh it was it was really funny to me the the other the other fun fun with concessions is and this seems to happen at most gps that i've been to is somebody around 5.30 realizes that the concessions close at 7 and that breaks are still going on or not everyone's yeah. had their, their dinner break mm-hmm. or something uh-huh. along those lines. So there's this scramble to get people so that they can buy their, their $9 hot dog uh, <laughs> before right. before, before it goes away. Right. Yeah. And I've, I've had to negotiate with, uh, with some some uh some vendors or some concession stands where it's like can you please stay open an extra 15 minutes yep uh wow yep uh yeah i'll I'll also go out of my way when possible to not eat in the convention center um as long as it like it, it it's 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 all a like a value assessment of how far is mm-hmm. where i want to go mm-hmm. relative to how long of a if i'm going to spend more of my break walking than i am eating I probably don't want to do it. You know, there's there's an there's another consideration there that I've discovered relatively recently, and that is how used to this many people is the area you're in. That's so real. So if we have a Grand Prix at the San Diego Convention Center, well, fifteen hundred people is just a drop in the bucket compared to what they deal with with San Diego Comic Con every year. They, it's not on a big day, deal. Yeah. Uh, yep. Or or even on a day to day basis in in you know downtown San Diego. Well, it's not quite downtown, but you know what I mean. Uh, in the city, in the city, and uh, you know, on the other hand, um, this coming weekend in Chantilly, Virginia, uh, <laughs> which is, by the way, not actually Washington D.C. Uh, Correct. So, yeah. if you go to Washington D.C. this weekend, and you booked a hotel in Washington D.C., you may want to look at that. Is this is this at uh, the Dulles Expo Center? 
I think so. Yeah. It, yeah, it's yeah, it's, it's they, in the one. We're running it back. Dallas, we're yeah. running it back. The one Brian. with the la- the laser tag next. I door. think the laser tag place cut, shut down. I might be oh. wrong, but 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 Jeep. I, I, I I'm not positive. But, I think GP GP laser tag is no more. I want to say there's a good barbecue place around the corner. Oh, there's also there like is a good Chick-fil-A barbecue place right around outside, the corner. if I remember correctly. Oh yeah. Um. Uh, but anyway, they 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 uh uh. My point is that a location like that in a smaller area. And I even to experience this to some extent at GP Richmond. I, uh, I yeah, they, I was I was going to talk about that. They they just aren't prepared for that volume of people, and it backs up lunches. Um, yeah. I think with Richmond in particular, most of the restaurants in in that part of town, like I, that's where I work. I work two blocks from the convention center here. So if you're ever in town and you want to know where to eat, please let me know. I'm I I I've got you. But that being said, most of the places by the convention center have only been open for less than two years. Um, so I didn't realize that that explains a lot. Basically every, all of those restaurants in there are, are very new. Um, so like when I, I, I moved into the building that I work in now uh, two years ago. And when I moved into that building, none of those were there. Um, so they're, they're still, a lot of them are still sort of working out how to handle large volumes of people like that. Mm-hmm. And it's gotten a lot better, but I got a lot of people who are very upset at me suggesting a place to eat and then have, having to wait. And it's like, I, I, I hadn't even thought about that aspect of it because right. I'm used it's to just going good there. Food. I'm used to going there with like right. two or three people. And right, yeah. exactly. And I'm used to going there in the middle of the week and, and yeah, there's going to be a line, but like, it's fine. And, and that was an aspect that I totally had not considered. Um, there, there was a uh, year years and years ago, I was the judge manager for one of the GP Orlando's in like 2012 or something like that. Uh, I actually got a pretty decent working relationship with the manager for Subway uh, simply because I called him up and, you know, actually actually said like, hey, we're going to because it was right next to the venue. I was like, hey, we're going to have like a lot of people show up. Just want to make sure that you like have enough bread. And he right, was like, yeah, uh, because there have been instances where, you know, a subway type place right next to the convention center has actually run out. GP uh, Richmond 2014 ran out of bread. Right. So yeah. so he actually the guy actually not only did a bunch of stuff, you know, got a bunch of stuff, but he was like, can I bring coupons by? And we were like, oh, Dang. yeah, sure. So up on the main stage, we had like two dollar off or free chips and drink with a foot long uh for subway because he he was like he was like i want all the business bring them all yep. send them all to me that's was, awesome he was excited that's uh, great. maybe his employees not so much but but he was thrilled that's rad <laughs> yeah that's that's uh that's a good question like the the food options at a gp it's one of the things i have kind of taken to, to trying to scout out a little bit but if there aren't good options, uh, I, I'm fine with just eating in the convention hall. One of the other things that I've learned to 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 ask about, and I still forget, is when you find a good place. Like if you come in on Friday and and uh, you know you find a good place for lunch on Friday, and you're like, I'm going to run it back the whole weekend. Are they open on the weekend? Are they open on the weekend? Are they open on Sunday? And this is actually the worst for breakfast because for lunch you can usually find another place but for breakfast if you're like oh i'm gonna go to this great breakfast place for breakfast on saturday and then you find out that they don't open until 9 a.m on saturday and you've got to be or you've got to be working at eight uh and, yeah. and you don't have time to find anything else now uh, you're, you're hoping there's like a starbucks stand at the convention center to grab a muffin and a coffee or something something yeah exactly and so that's it that's a thing to check out yeah for sure um, there was a an open in Baltimore recently where I was like, yeah, I'll just ro- go through the convention center through the Starbucks that's on the way through. But apparently they had blocked off the there's an event in that part of the convention center and you could not enter where the Starbucks is without a badge. So not only did I have to, like, take a completely different way through the convention center, I didn't get my Starbucks. Wow. Oh. Can we just title this pro- or this uh, this episode like hashtag first world problems like. All of the things we're <laughs> complaining about are like, 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 yeah, I mean, I, I would also complain about the no Starbucks thing, but I just realized all the things we're complaining about are just like, oh, man, I had to eat convention center food. 
<laughs> so to be fair, a lot of these a lot of these issues are 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 real issues to be taken into consideration when when traveling or working. So yeah, that's fair. they are totally kind of first world yeah. problems, but they're they they come up and I don't think people think about them as much as they necessarily No, you just might you would. just make yeah. the assumption that there's going to be food. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then when there isn't when 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 reality doesn't match expectations, you're you're a little little bummed. You have the sad. Have all the sads, especially then because then you're having to pay twelve dollars for a hamburger, like two French fries and a thimble of soda. Though, can I can I share my my best uh, run good travel story from a GP? Yes, yes. please do. So, uh, GP Vegas. 2015 2016 what year was that the really big one 2015 the one that they broke into four yeah. different gps or two different yes, gps that with one. four each had four different splits that one yeah so um i went to that gp that was and yeah 20 i think that was 2014 no, 2013 the first vegas was no it was the, se- it it was was the next one the, it was the oh. second one i think it was 2015 yeah that sounds right um that sounds correct to me so yeah. i'm gonna go with it um, and so our, our hotels were, were, were booked for us. And so I, I go to check into my room and I go up to my room and I look, I enter the room and I see like a box of takeout chicken on a table. And I'm like, that's weird. Maybe our room didn't get cleaned. And I turn the light on and see there is a human being asleep in the bed in this room. Uh, so I turn off the light, close the door, apologize, leave the room. Wait, uh, uh, reverse the order on some of that. Um, but you apologized and left the room. room before you noticed the takeout. <laughs> no, she, she, she. <laughs> I didn't. I didn't apologize after and close the door in you, quite the order that I said that I did. You closed the door and then apologized. They couldn't have heard you if the door was shut. <laughs> well, we got it. Well, we got I, it. I, at any rate, I go back <laughs> to the front desk. Uh, say, you know, uh, there mm. was somebody in this room. What 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 should be done here? What and the lady is like, oh, I'm really really sorry. Let's see what what's available. And she makes this like very frustrated face, like I can't believe I have to do this kind of face. And she's like, so the only room we have available right now is uh, for that length of time is the suite. So hearing the the suite, we think you know a suite. You know, like a like a nice big room. Oh, uh-huh. I'm like okay, okay, sure. Is it so the suite. A, uh, she said the suite. So <laughs> we get our keys and we are informed of the the room, which is on the toppest of top floors. And uh, we roll in, and I I I kid you not, this was the biggest hotel room I have ever seen. It was like something out of a rap video. It was, it had, uh, it was, it was so big that it took up that the whole, that whole end of the hotel and had, you know how it, like a lot of basically every hotel in Vegas has a balcony. Yeah. yeah, the, yeah. It had two balconies, That's one, on, one on either wow. side of the hotel. So obviously you had a party. He, obviously, we had a party. Obviously, I wasn't invited to your party. I don't think we were really uh. friends yet. <laughs> um, That's fair. So, so we we had uh, we had drafts. We had people over, and it was and everybody like over the course of the week. The well, we were there for uh, uh, like a whole week, um, and over the course of this this time, like people started to find out that we had this rap music video hotel room and kept like it's like asking to see the room and it was it was so 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 funny but yeah that was that was my my very very best travel run good of getting not just a suite but the suite it was very good that's great (laughs) Uh, okay so i have i have a vegas story this it's not hotel room related but this is this is from the the first vegas uh it is the morning after the gp so monday monday morning uh we're several of us are getting together we're going to decide to to go to go out uh we go down to the hotel and we find um uh a judge who has been there playing uh i want to say 
uh, blackjack or pretty roulette. sure it was craps. Or was it craps? Do you, do you know who I'm referring to? Yeah, I know who you're talking. We all know who you're talking about. Can, can we drop the Correct. names? Can we? Can we just? Can we drop names then? Yeah, sure. We'll ask him after the show. If he doesn't like it, we'll delete it. Yeah, Jeff Foster. So Jeff Foster's been apparently playing uh, playing craps <laughs> all night. And I wasn't. I wasn't there for this, but I knew who you were talking about. Right. He he'd been playing. He'd been playing all night long, and they actually gave him. I want to say like a fifty or sixty dollar voucher, and they told him, "Please leave. Go eat something. Take a nap, and then you can come back." I didn't know about that okay. part. So, yeah, the, the, so the, it was the pit boss. If I remember correctly, it was the pit boss who had gotten off of their shift when he was there, coming back onto their next shift, and he was still oh, there. Yes. So no. he gave him, gave him the voucher. So so then Jeff was like, hey, I just got this voucher. You guys want to go get breakfast? And we're like, yeah. So we go, we leave We leave the, the casino area. We go into the, the restaurant that's right next to it. He sits down, says, order whatever you want, guys. And then we order and then he just puts the card in the table. He says, I'm going to go back to the tables now. And then he, no. gets up, and he gets up and he goes back in, goes back in to, 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 to gamble some more. So we eat our breakfast and then we go get him. Uh, he is day drunk. Um, uh, do you mean still still from the night before drunk? Well, I mean, he was still still drinking he and still from the night before. Yeah. And, and Vegas right, doesn't continue. have a last call in case you're right. wondering what's <laughs> going on here. Right. It's the so, one place in the United so, States where you could just drink whatever, basically. So, so he, so we come to the conclusion he's already checked out of his hotel room, so he has no room. Uh, we're concerned that he might miss his flight this af- that afternoon or whenever. Basically, we make the we come to the conclusion that when he stops moving, he's going to go in some sort of weird hibernation. For the next, you know, 14 hours. Right. So we take it upon right. ourselves that we we adopt Jeff for the rest of the day and kind of and kind of bring him along. This is like a concussion uh, patient. Don't let him go right. to sleep. Right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so so we kind of hang out. We walk around. We go by uh, Pawn Stars. Uh, they're actually closed because closed for filming. So we can't go in there. We go to the, the Mafia Museum. And I remember one of these. They actually had a police simulator uh where you they would show you a scene they'd give you like a light gun and um you would they would they would show you a scene and you would have to make a split second decision whether or not to uh uh shoot the perpetrator or not like it was supposed to like a laser tag gun like uh yeah it was like it was like a laser tag gun um but it was supposed to be like you pull up. Here's an incident. It's it's two or three people arguing. It's about to go bad, or you don't what know, do you do? Or, or you don't actually know if it's going to go bad or not. What do you do? And uh, Jeff just kind of was 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 laughing. He just kept shooting them in the crotch. Everything. He just kept shooting <laughs> in the. Cr- that sounds about right. <laughs> so so. The light would go off in oh, in the crotch, goodness. and then obviously they'd act like they got shot in the chest because that's where <laughs> the game was expecting them to be shot from. Um, and just kept doing this repeatedly. It, it was about three or four times that that he <laughs> did that, and we all thought it was funny because, like, the first two times he didn't do it on purpose, and then <laughs> oh, he, no. just, he just couldn't get the gun up fast enough. It was just with a uh, wow. So then we end up going for for dinner to a place called Hash House Agogo. And Oh goodness and, gracious. And so I've heard this part of the story before. Right. So Jeff's sitting there eating eating biscuits like a squirrel eats a nut. Like he's just got his head down, you know, holding holding a biscuit in both his hands just kind of nibbling on it and they bring his chicken pot pie out which is huge. It's a massive, you know, like gallon-sized bowl. And the, oh, that sounds terrible. The 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 biscuit that he was eating just falls out of his mouth and he starts sobbing. <laughs> and we're like, Jeff, what's wrong? And he's like, 
I haven't even started yet, and it's already beaten me. <laughs> oh, no. I did. The only part of this I had heard before was was staying up all night at the casino and then crying at a pot pie. (laughs) (laughs) I hadn't heard any of the in-between. He was, he was, he was so sad and and he was just, he was, he was sobering up, but he was just, he was exhausted. Um, Right. Yeah. At that point you've been up for a million hours and booze and food and running around in between. Right. But he was just, it was just like, the food had laid down a challenge and he wasn't up to it and he was upset. Oh, that is so real. <laughs> I've never I've not to this day that I recall ever looked at a food and it made me cry. <laughs> I say that knowing that someone is going to remember that this happened and I don't or that it's going to happen to me like next week. I mean, to be fair, my four year old niece does that frequently. Oh, who looks at food and cries? <laughs> that's that's legit. When I was when I was young, I couldn't I wouldn't eat anything red. Wow, that's until when I weird. say young, I don't mean like four. I mean like nine. Oh, <laughs> yeah, we got better. I'll eat red foods now. Now it's Did, just blue is it like foods. reluctantly or are you just okay now? With it? Yeah. Uh, well, when I was little, I didn't like tomatoes and or or red meat. So uh, I just didn't really like red foods. Uh, so I assumed like everything that was red had one of those two things in it. Oh, so it was just uh, it was a faulty assumption. On, right. Is what you're yeah. saying. OK. Yeah, I was I was I was looking at all these foods and saying, no, this has a tomato in it and and, and refusing to touch it in any way. Oh, man, you just mm-hmm. tomato. OK, so you don't like tomatoes. Uh, tomatoes are fine. I can. Oh. <sighs> So am I, am I going to explain my my feelings on pizza right now? Is that where we're going? I mean, you brought I mean, it up, now, now so we probably. <laughs> pizza is the world's most overrated food. I agree. I am I am ready for everyone to to to, to come at me about this, but but pizza is a food that I will eat if it is free or like otherwise put in front of me because. Like that, that, that it's a just, it's a very unexciting food. It has, it has cheese and bread and cheese and bread are great, but like, it's just, it's, it's, it's kind of just there. It's never exciting. But, now, if, it, if you get, if you give me like a really froofy pizza with like arugula and figs on it or something, yeah, I'll, I might get excited about that. I was just discussing the viability of sushi pizza today. What do you think? Sushi pizza sounds amazing. I thought you'd say that. Especially if it's a rice crust. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I am. I am all about a sushi pizza, but but I I can't just I cannot get excited about pizza. I I think I think pizza is kind of a utility food. It's kind of like a it's kind of like an old Jeep or an old station wagon. <laughs> okay. In, it's in the, the hatchback of foods. Right. In the in the sense of you got a lot of people to feed realistically pizza's going to get it done in in a way that right. other exactly. foods can't. If if I'm ordering food for like a large group of people and I don't really know what anyone wants, I feel like like pizza is a reasonable default assumption until it's not. Right. Yeah, that makes total sense. Yeah. Um but yeah, I, I just I, I can't people treat pizza like it's this 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 superfood, like it's this amazing the best food. Yeah. And I'm just like, I don't know what, what makes pizza the best I don't food it. is the least number of people complain. Yep. Oh, uh, that's that, real. That, that mm. is when it, when it, when it comes down to, I've got to feed 20 people, we're getting pizza. Okay. You can get three of this kind and two of this kind and four of this kind and, and so on. Mm-hmm. But as soon as you say like, Hey, we're going to get sandwiches. Suddenly somebody got, has a, a problem. I don't want mustard on mine. And, and I, I need to have one with these three meats and those four veggies. And, and if people are you, way less picky about pizza. And don't you dare have that pickle spear touch that bread. Yeah, no. Yeah. Is that, I'm sorry. Is that wheat bread? <laughs> <laughs> I don't think is now, Hey, you said that was five green, but it's looking an awful lot like three. I'm only seeing three. Yeah. I'm only seeing three <laughs> greens. <laughs> You're going to need to get to zoom in and enhance all, the, is, these grains. Hi, hi, if you, we'll get to magic related content eventually, listeners. Yeah, no, we're apparently not. We're just going to talk about pizza and, and 
things I, I, that are supposed to stay I, in Vegas, I guess. I, I don't I know. I accidentally <laughs> turned this into a food podcast, and I'm really sorry about that. <laughs> no, that's fine. Listeners, this this is um so this is one of the reasons why we, we say we're going to start recording at nine every episode, and it really is closer to like nine thirty, nine forty, because we start talking about food at convention centers or telling stories or something along the lines. So if you want to know what what we do before and after the podcast, this is kind of it in a yeah. way. Yeah, yeah. We, uh, that we we talk about things that are relevant to, you know, uh, us personally and, you know, fr- friend talk stuff that isn't necessarily on the podcast. But like generally it's just kind of, hey, let's sit back and chat. Right. There's uh-huh. there's some amount of hey, what's been going on? What what what's up with you? How is your life? Mm-hmm. And then just kind of keep keep talking until we reach a point where it's like okay, we really should, should do, show. do the show, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, so like you make it sound so am uh, uh, amicable. I think is the word I'm looking for. Uh, you make it sound like it was we all just come to that conclusion at the same time. It's usually like two of us come to that conclusion at the same time. <laughs> I'm not sure what you're trying to say, Jess. And the other person, it's not always the same person, is still just like telling stories. And yeah, like sometimes it's me, sometimes it's Brian. I don't know if it's ever been broken, uh, but maybe. Well, and, no, it's, and, it's, 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 it's not me because I immediately feel guilty for talking. If someone's like, yeah. oh, we should start the show. I'm like, oh, oh, I need to, I need to stop talking forever now. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, whereas Brian and I were just like, Oh, yeah, 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 that sounds right. But what I was saying was, uh, <laughs> I just keep going. Let me finish this and, point. And yeah. <laughs> then we can start. Which then leads into, to, you know, three other points that need to be addressed right, yeah. immediately. Yeah. Let me tell you. Let me, let me just finish the story. See, there's three things you need to remember. Um, <laughs> and each of these three points, let me subdivide them down into six sub points. Yeah, oh. it's starting to sound like a Barack Obama speech, man. Oh. Just. <laughs> wow. Nice. <laughs> Point point two he's dot a, C. He's an eloquent <laughs> man, all right. He's got words to say. He does. He does it every time. Uh, so uh, there are three. There are the three points that you have to remember. Uh, is that your Barack Obama no, impression? Barack Obama impression. <laughs> nice. Uh, well, it sounded like so, the guy down at the Piggly Wiggly. Um. <laughs> I so. I personally did not know what a Piggly Wiggly was until about what? four years ago. What? You yeah. live in Virginia. I didn't live in Virginia until three years ago. Oh, okay. Or two and a half years ago. That's fine. Um, okay. <laughs> um, because I, I always, I, I grew up in Michigan and then lived in, in, in Boston. Yeah, and Michigan uh, doesn't have no Piggly Wigglies. <laughs> Michigan has a lot so, of the things the South does. That's not oh, one of man. them. <laughs> So I didn't know what a Piggly Wiggly was until like three weeks ago, uh, where when at an event, someone had left a water bottle that was branded from Piggly Wiggly on the table. And I'm just staring at it because I, I look up at somebody and I go, this has got to be a store, right? Because <laughs> this, Piggly this Wiggly thing, water huh? just doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's... Yeah, uh, I can't even imagine the like, okay, but what is this? <laughs> this is right. I'm sitting here. I'm sitting here trying like Piggly Wigglies are so ubiquitous to my childhood. The, the idea that someone is confused by it just <laughs> confuses me. But it's, it's, it's the little pig with a little white, the little white deli hat. What's, you know, he's like, Wait, he's, I didn't know. I didn't is there know. is there actually like a cute pig logo? Yeah, he's a butcher. It's right, amazing. Y'all keep, y- y'all keep talking. Give me like uh, 40 seconds. I'll be back. All right. Yeah. P- Piggly Wiggly, his, he's he's a butcher. It's a butcher? He's a butcher, man. The Piggly Wiggly logo is a tiny pig that's also Look a butcher. at yes. that pig. That is incredibly <laughs> morbid. Look like, at that pig. Like, I'll huff. That's some pig. And I'll puff. And y'all send your friend Wiggly in. Like, oh no. <laughs> All right. So once we have returned to the food podcast. <laughs> yeah. Well, at this point, <laughs> I mean, at this point, we've, uh, we, we, we're, we're about an hour into the show. We've talked about food for about 20 minutes. We talked about magic for like five. Uh, we, we should probably wrap that up soon. Um, do you guys do you guys have anything you wanted to talk about? Anything in particular that you're like, oh, here's the thing I wanted to share with our audience while we have this kind of hodgepodge episode. 
Now I do I do want to uh tell a very happy story. Uh like a happy ending story. Um but wait, yeah? before your happy ending story, I want everyone to know yeah. that I was mainly motivated to start judging by 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 spite. So if you too are someone who is motivated by spite, I understand you. <laughs> I, I somebody oh, told yeah. me like, oh you you like I, I failed my ju- my initial judge practice test by one question and got mocked mercilessly. Uh, said I would never oh, wow. be a judge. Cried, freaked out. Um, eh, and so, so I, I mainly started judging uh, from spiteful instincts. So, yep. Oh, spiteful instincts are spiteful instincts are great. All right, so that wasn't a happy story. So I didn't want to 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 no, ruin no, no, it no, post happy. No. It's success. It's successful. Right. <laughs> right. Like it's 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 that's that's a W. Yeah, it it all worked out. Uh Right. That's a W. <laughs> that's a W. That's a win. <laughs> that resembles a W. Sure. Um so so I had uh this was several years ago. Uh this is the last story of what I will call an event from hell. Uh this was this was this uh this event had multiple problems. It had uh, a few repairs. It was a small room. It was in a hotel where the bathroom wasn't working properly. I bet uh, I can guess who ran this event. Probably. Uh, but so the last, I think this was the the eighth round. So the, the the second to last round, a guy comes up to me who I will simply refer. I, I don't remember his name, but it, in my mind, I call him Massive Head Wound Harry. Um, and the reason being is he had a... Uh, a, a bump on his head that was like half of a golf ball and it had a it had a like a pinky sized hole in it that Oof. was uncovered. Oof. All right. All right. Um so like permanently or just at this time? At this time, not permanently. Okay. At okay, least it wasn't I think. like some I d I don't I don't know, but it was it was an open wound. Okay. Uh and so he comes up and he tells me that uh he thinks his deck box got stolen. And I'm like, all right, um, what, what do you think he's got stolen? He's like, well, I went to the bathroom to clean my wound. And I was like, yes, OK. As one does. Good. As one does. Um, and then I heard over the, the speaker that you announced the pairings for the round. So I ran out of the bathroom and left my deck box there. And then when I got to the seat, I realized I didn't have it. So I went back to the bathroom and it was gone. All right. So. Uh, I go and look in the bathroom. Sure enough, there's no deck box there. We talk to uh, the hotel um, and they have uh, they have a camera outside the bathroom watching that hallway. And sure enough, uh, you can on on the video. There is a guy who, you know, you see massive head wound Harry run out of the bathroom. A guy go in the bathroom, come out with the box and then leaves like doesn't go back into the venue, just leaves. Just walks out. Yeah. Now, fortunately, this guy um was wearing a, a jersey with his name on it. No. His own name? His own name. No. Yes. So amazing. Uh hmm. yeah, so that that's a that's a uh you know, pretty pretty easy. Was that, were they were they in your event or he, he was earlier in the day. Okay. He had he had dropped. Wait, so you saw um, the name on the jersey, went and looked at your list and were like, aha. Well, well, specific, specifically, I was I recognize that jersey. I've seen that jersey. OK, I know I know who that belonged because you never saw the face, never saw the face of the person. And the video was kind of but I was like, I recognize that I go into the venue. Guy's not there. Check the list. Hey, there's a guy with the same last name that was on the jersey. OK, wow. So, um. I feel like there's more to this story. There, there is. Okay. Um, so uh, the the TO uh, is talking to the player and doesn't give a very doesn't doesn't give what I would consider a, a satisfactory conclusion to dealing with the with the player. And you know, I'm I'm kind of you know, it's like you know, this is this is you know, this this is theft. This is a TO thing. TO should should handle this. All right, like uh, address um, this and and help out. Right. Address and help out. Uh, and and the T.O. did not address it to to my Anyone's satisfaction. satisfaction. To, to, right. To, like he's basically like, you need to contact the police, file a police report, all that kind of stuff. And that was about the limit of the help that he was willing to, to give. 
So the next day, I'm I'm I message the the player and I'm like, look, okay, uh, this is who I ended up DQing. Okay, this is the person that I believe I believe has it. And he says, oh my goodness, that guy plays at my store. Now this guy lived about three hours away from where the event w- took so place. So this is statistically unlikely. This is statistically unlikely, but it's about to get a lot more statistically unlikelier. Oh, no. Okay. So he's like, that guy plays in my store. That guy, I need to call the store owner. So I'm having this conversation on like Facebook. I need to call the store owner. So he calls the store owner while we're IMing. He calls the store owner and he's like, you wouldn't believe this. I'm like, what? He's like, the guy was in the store at that moment trying, trying to sell, to his sell those cards. So in my mind, because and the and the store owner was just like, these are stolen. You stole them. And the guy was like, uh, uh, uh yeah. Wow. So <laughs> so the guy got his entire it was a modern deck. So it was, you know, probably like a grand got his entire deck back. Um, it was probably uh, like and, a grand. And there's a good chance they weren't even all his cards. Maybe don't don't know don't know, but the sure. guy the guy got his deck. So in in my in my mind's eye, I just have this this vision of the store owner, you know, like looking at the cards, putting them in the dollar and the two dollar pile to to kind of price them out. Um, and then phone rings. He picks up the phone and he's like, uh huh, uh huh. Looks at the guy across from him. He's like, uh huh. Okay, I'll take care of it. And then just scoops all the cards towards him and is like, these are stolen. I'll, I'll hold on to these. Goodness. Oh, what a, yeah. Wow. Right. Uh, so, one thing. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, it's just it's just absolutely, absolutely amazing. Like the timing all of all of that. But the guy got his the guy got his stuff back. Super, super happy that everything ended up working out. That's wild. I mean, that just um, shows it, like you should if, if somebody loses something, do your best effort to help them out. I, I remember um, I, I used to work at a card shop, and, and uh, <clears throat> every once in a while, uh, the owner or one of the buyers um, would see a collection that they believe was stolen for one reason or another. And, and of course, they get the police involved uh, at, at that point. And um, on more than one occasion, with a collection that was large enough, actually had to go testify uh, in court about the fact that this person tried to sell them stolen stuff. Wow. Oh, wow. That's that's a lot. And uh, and like, yeah, this is this is what they tried to sell me. And this person tried to sell it to me. And if I were going to buy it, I would have bought it for this amount of money. Wow. How often did that happen? It didn't happen very often. But like, I do remember a few times, particularly because there was like something that that, you know, we needed everyone on, you know, kind of an all hands thing for. And they were like, oh, no, I have a court date. And I was like, for what? And it was, oh, well, that, you know, that thing where we didn't buy those stolen cards a couple of months ago. Yeah, that thing. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. And I was like, I didn't I didn't even know that was a thing that could happen afterwards, but it makes it sense. It does make sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Wow. All right. We all learned something. We, we, we have, we've, we've gathered a, <laughs> some some nuggets of wisdom from our, yeah, from our get, food I, podcast. Uh, food is a new one. We've done we've done st- like Starcraft theme podcasts. We've done uh, we've done a few other accidental themes, but food I think is a new one. So I'm glad we've done food. Oh yeah, I'm, I am I am <laughs> 100% willing and excited to talk about food basically all the time. But uh, it was it was nice to be able to 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 get that out. I guess. So, so when we hit so when we hit podcast uh, 2800 and dog podcasts, we can talk about food again. Well, another food cast. 2800, you mean 280,000? <laughs> uh, oh, we're using uh, Kaijudo uh, rules. Yeah, yeah. I'm ready. Yeah. I'm ready for podcast 280,000. <laughs> wow. We sh- can, I, I think, didn't didn't we look into that briefly and then it turned out that it was really, really hard to just skip a whole bunch of numbers? Uh, No, it's not hard at all, actually. Oh, yeah, then maybe somebody just told me it was hard because they didn't want to we do did, it. We <laughs> did. That sounds like CJ. <laughs> we did. We did talk about this in uh, a couple of episodes ago. I think the first continuous effects episode we talked about turning our show into to to, to episode oh. twenty thousand instead of episode two hundred or something like that. Oh no! It was oh, it was yeah, one yeah, of no, the, we, the rules. Uh, 
it was the re- was it the replacement effect episode where we were going to replace the number of the podcast? Yeah, with maybe. It, so. Yeah. Uh, the the problem is we can do that. We can change the number. The problem is what it messes up is uh, any system that that Puts plays the episodes based on order. The number. Yeah. Well, we'll just continue on from there. We'll just times everything by a hundred, and it'll be fine. You mean multiply everything by a hundred? <laughs> yeah. What I say? Times everything by a hundred. Yeah. Is that not right? Times a hundred. It is times one hundred, but yeah. ta- ta- you don't times time- it. Timesing is is in itself times not it a, a Look, not a. <laughs> I think I think we established. I say words like crawdad. No, sorry, you said crawdaddy is what you said. That's true. (laughs) Well, well, it's it's crawdads and a singular crawdaddy. Oh wait, wait, is that how this works? Yes. Wait. So okay. So how many pop tarts is a pop tart? I'm I'm stifling. Oh, that's a really good question. Actually, if you if you ask if somebody asks you if you want a pop tart and you say yes, how many are you expecting them to hand you? One singular. Pastry, or, or are you expecting or a the package that contains two? two? I I think pra- practically speaking, if you get a pack of, if you get a whole pack, that's that's probably what you're gonna get. However, if there's already an open pack with a single pop tart, you're gonna get that. And if you get that and you expected a whole pack, I think you're in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> not only are you, not only are you incorrect, you're in the wrong. <laughs> you also you're only have wrong. one pop tart. <laughs> right. Sorry, you only have wow. one pastry. So, I, I <laughs> right. I I think I think if you I think generally speaking, you're going to get a pack because that is because no one's going to open one and then give you give you. Well, a I I asked this question you, on Facebook, and I actual hundreds of human beings had opinions on it. So so yep. <laughs> it was it was the, the debate of the True season. Facts. I'll tell you right now. I messaged. I messaged Eric, and and discovered that he was on the wrong side of this debate. See, and by wrong, I mean the the <laughs> position opposite right. of me. And and we we had words I over know. it. it was, you, you got heated. Oh man. Oh, awesome. All right. On that on that note, guys, uh, I'm just gonna thank everybody for listening to this this somewhat disjointed, uh, fun episode, a bit reminiscent. Uh, episode 200 of JudgeCast. If you'd like to contact us, you can contact us on Facebook at facebook.com slash JudgeCast or on Twitter at twitter.com slash JudgeCast. So you can email us. Our email address is JudgeCast at gmail.com. And of course, you could find our entire archive of episodes at JudgeCast.com, where you can also find our Learn to Judge episodes, where we talk about significantly more uh, magic and rules-oriented stuff than we did here. Uh, I'm just going to say that I'm Jess Dunks, and I keep it fair. I'm Bergen King, and I keep it fun. I'm Brian Perlman, and I keep one Pop-Tart in the pack once I take my one Pop-Tart out so that a Pop-Tart is a single pastry. Good job. (laughs) 